Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsBees.com. I am here with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hello. Hi, Amy. And Andrea Smith, technology guru extraordinaire. Hi, Andrea. Hello, ladies. Andrea's on the phone with us today. Hi. <laughs> She's holed up in New Jersey, warm and cozy in her house. <laughs> That's true. Um, so today on the show, we are talking about something very non-holiday related, yeah. but I feel like I have holiday burnout, but we'll get to holiday later. Um, we are going to talk about this New York Times article, The Secret Agenda of a Facebook Quiz, which... You know, I can't even quizzes at least three times a day. Someone's sharing some stupid quiz on my feed. And I feel like this is especially true for if you have tweens and teens, they love quizzes. So this is a really important topic to share with your kids. Um, So we're going to delve into that. And then we're going to have our bites of the week and our bites of the week are all going to be holiday procrastinator bites, things you can do at the very, very last minute. Um, so that you can still give a gift that doesn't say, I ran out to the drugstore and picked you this up. <laughs> Damn it, that was my bite. <laughs> was that your bite? Run to Walgreens? Run <laughs> to Walgreens, grab that, the studio. Right, grab that teddy bear in the window <laughs> that's been sitting there for five years and has dust on it. Um, so those are our topics for today. Um, so let's delve in. This was um, in the opinion page of the New York Times by Mackenzie Funk, which is such a great name <laughs> that I just, that's my favorite part of the article, I think. Um, the secret agenda of Facebook quiz. So I don't think people really understand that Facebook quizzes exist to collect data about you. That's why they exist. So, I think people are sh- would be shocked to understand that. I was floored by this article and a couple others that I had read before it. Um, I used to be of the mind that, hey, I've got nothing to hide, whatever. You want dad on me? Take it. And my view on that has changed so much in the past year. It's ridiculous. I don't do those quizzes at all because it's not it like... What did the article say? They these companies have like between three thousand and five thousand data points on you now, and it's tied to your name thanks to Facebook. To Facebook, I can supply the data with all those psychological profiles for two hundred and thirty million Americans. That's crazy. So I I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show. I feel like I may have in, in a different topic we did on privacy, but I am in a shared office space. And my next door office mate owns a huge data analytics company. And I had a discussion with him that like blew my mind. Yeah, you told me about this. I told this. you about this. I don't know if I told on the air. Freaky. But he was saying that you your insurance could go up and you won't know why. And it's because you talked on Facebook about how your you had surgery for whatever. Your I mean, just different things that you will never know what that effect was. Now What's terrifying is Google and Facebook have more information on you than, like, the government. And you're just trusting that they're going to do the right thing with it. Right now, what they're doing is making money off of it, right? They're selling it in all bunches of different ways we don't think about. But what this article talks about, and, like, I'm just going to pretend, like, who cares about that? (laughs) What this article talks about is how the Trump campaign used 
that data. And so it's one thing when you're sharing, and that's really dumb, if you're sharing really personal information, and I think about this all the time with HIPAA, with all these privacy laws we have in place for medical history, and then how every single person goes into the hospital with a loved one and is like, oh my God, my dad's having triple bypass surgery today. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, what happened to HIPAA? Did your dad say to you, please post on Facebook that I'm having triple bypass surgery today? Like you just revealed all of your dad's medical information. So that aside, where you know, you're not allowed to talk about the elevators in the hospitals. this is about those quizzes you take, where you think you're just taking these really stupid, silly, like what 80s TV show are you quizzes, but these personality quizzes are like, they said they're like psyops, right? Like this company, Cambridge Analytical in Analytica, they've been using Facebook as a tool to build psychological profiles that represent 230 million Americans they are a spinoff of a British consulting company and sometime defense contractor known for its counterterrorism psyops work in Afghanistan. And in the U.S., they only take Republican clients, right? Hmm. And they so, see. But it. I mean, are they are they looking at you? My question is: Are these targeting you and building your profile? Yes. Personally, yeah. or is it more that they're building a profile? Like no, they're, they're they're building a profile about you, so that when they when they want to target ads very very specifically, they can do it. Yep. So it says they gain access to your profile and real name. Because when you take a quiz and then you share the quiz on mm-hmm. Facebook for all your friends to see what kind of personality you are as if all your yeah, freaking yeah, friends don't know. Yeah, taking the quiz doesn't usually do it. No, it's, it's when it's you share it because you have to agree. You click a little thing that you probably don't even look at saying, yeah. I give this site the right to whatever. Right. You've now shared it or maybe there was nothing that you clicked because these things are so sketchy. And then they can target you. The marketers can do this and it's crazy it isn't we used to be controversial now so commonplace it's just called onboarding they have 3,000 to 5,000 data points on each of us be it voting histories or full spectrum demographics age income debt hobbies criminal history purchase histories religious leanings health concerns gun ownership car ownership home ownership and they so they gather all that from consumer data people so your credit card companies all those companies well, that even are your, your, spending. your grocery store loyalty card oh, yes. yeah. I mean think about what they're getting in that every all your likes and dislikes yeah. oh yeah you hear these hilarious but not so hilarious stories about people who their their grocery store knew they were pregnant before their spouse did right <laughs> so part of why this is happening is the US does not have European style restrictions on second or third hand use of data because our freedom of information laws give data brokers broad access to the intimate records kept by local and state governments, our lives are open books with even without social media or personality quizzes. So it started with that. And then Facebook came in and where everyone's just willingly giving all of this information. It's crazy because what they were saying is Facebook's growth is up 15%, which isn't great, even though they're at 1.71 billion users, right? So their growth isn't great because they're basically everyone yeah, on earth is using them already. But each individual's worth now, they make $3.82 a year from each user, up from $2.76 a year ago. An average of $14.34 per user in the U.S., up from $9.30. That's all through advertisers who can now use all this data to hyper-target. 
who they want to reach. And that's what they did during the election. Yeah. They would yep. be able to, they, they said there was one day where they did kind of an A-B testing type thing where they flooded Facebook with 100,000 variations of an ad for Trump. Right. So that they could see what was working. Well, 100,000 variations. And they mentioned that even if a lot of those didn't meet with Facebook's standards, nobody can check 100,000 ads at once. So one of the things that was really interesting, they said these posts were used to try to suppress the African-American vote. The Trump campaign sent ads reminding certain selected black voters of Hillary Clinton's infamous super predator line targeted Miami's little Haiti neighborhood with messages about the Clinton Foundation's troubles in Haiti after the earthquake. FEC commission rules are unclear when it comes to Facebook posts, but even if they do apply, the facts are skewed and the dog whistles loud, weakening the power of social opprobrium is gone when no one else sees the ads you see. No one else sees, I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. They're called dark posts. That's the problem. Like, if you do something wrong in a TV ad, millions of people see it. If you do something wrong in something like this, nobody will know unless they are actually targeted with the ad. Right. And they says if you flood it with 100,000 ads, that's what you're going to do. It's crazy. It's a crazy, brilliant strategy. And and so much of this that's happening is because... We don't have any laws in the United States. Yeah, they, have, they, they, the they need to catch up. Privacy did, laws are horrendous in this country. Did we mention Well, and I think people also just don't know that this is happening. No, I mean, I, I think didn't. a lot of people are really willing to give a little bit of their privacy away for convenience, right? Google makes it so convenient. You log in from one computer to the other, and all your bookmarks are there, and all your favorites are there, and everything you need, your, your drive. But I think people aren't realizing how much information is being compiled and and how much money is being made off of it. Okay, so here's something totally freaky that happened to me today, and I'm convinced that somehow the microphone is on my computer (laughs) or my phone. I'm not joking. Like, it had to have been. So I was sitting in my office with my business partner, and we were talking about books that our kids were reading and giving each other suggestions on new books. And she said her daughter loved The Chosen. Have have the girls read The Chosen? And I said, no. And she said, oh, they loved it. And I said, oh, my daughter Isabel's not really reading anything extra on the side because she's reading Beowulf, which is like just daunting and whatever. And she's getting through Beowulf, so she doesn't have a book on the side right now. I'm like, I'm totally going to go get The Chosen. I log on to Amazon, pull up The Chosen, and my suggested book underneath is Beowulf. <laughs> There's no freaking correlation <laughs> between Chaim Potox, God, The Chosen, and Shemitini. And it was Shemitini's translation of Beowulf, which I just said to her, at least it's this beautiful translation by Shemitini. You know, there's 800 variations of Beowulf. And no joke. And then she said, oh, and have they read To Kill a Mockingbird? I said, yes. Literally, no. it said, suggested, because you're looking at this, To Kill a Mockingbird, the Shemitini translation of Beowulf. And then like other books, and I was like, I'm sorry, that's, that's weird, bizarre. <laughs> Were you a fan of The Good Wife? Yes. There was a whole plot about yes. how um, one of the characters' cell phones was made into a hot mic. Yes. Legally, like through through the FBI through can the kind of do whatever yeah. they want. Yeah. Well, you know, but Re- they don't tell you. Rebecca, you mentioned there needing to be laws that our laws need to catch up, and those would be federal laws, I guess. But did we mention that Steve Bannon is on the board right. of this data company? Those laws aren't coming. Right. Not for four years, at least. Right. And they aren't and they weren't coming the last eight years. Yeah. Like part of the problem is that all these companies want this. And, you know, we I think we've talked a little bit on this show about the Children's Online Privacy and Protection Act which is called COPPA. Part of the reason that law is so bad, because that law is all about marketing to kids under 13 and tracking kids online who are under 13. Parents think it's about content. 
you could get parental permission to show that kid porn. Like yeah. it is has nothing to do with content. It's about marketing and tracking. That law is so bad because there's no privacy laws for everybody. Mm-hmm. So when they try to carve out this little niche for kids as an exception, it doesn't work because kids aren't in a little walled garden. Right. That's not how they use the internet, right? So all of a sudden they're everywhere and then they're just saying every company's liable for that then because you know, somehow if a kid goes from the safe site to YouTube, now Google's liable because the kid's on YouTube. But that really makes no sense. What makes sense is that everybody's privacy should be protected. Mm-hmm. You should not have to opt in to privacy. Mm-hmm. That should be the default. Cookies should be off. Yep. All of that stuff should be default and you should have to opt in. And they'll never do that because then you lose your whole monetization model mm-hmm. for these sites. And so until well, right. people I mean, get angry not enough, Facebook is free, right? Nobody pays for Facebook. Now, I guarantee you if they came out with a model that said pay $10 a month for Facebook and you won't have to give away any of your privacy and you won't have to be targeted with stupid ads, people would pay it. Well, here's but they're the thing. making so much but money. But why do we have to pay $10 a month? They just told me in this article that they're making like 14 bucks off me. Right. Right. I'll pay so 14 bucks a year. <laughs> 14 bucks a year? I'll pay that to have Facebook not sell all my data. Like when yeah. I say only friends can see this post, Facebook sees that post. Right. Like yeah. it doesn't matter that I've restricted access in that way. The data collection on the other end is the same. Mm-hmm. And that's what's messed up is that we're also forward thinking about who can see our stuff, not who's on the back end collecting our stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I mean, that's what my office mate neighbor said to me the other day was, never in history have people given up so much information about themselves so willingly. Like, it used to be so hard to get, you needed a wiretap, you needed a this. Now everyone, it's like, woohoo, thanks. I need to find an article. I forget where I read it, but I actually did a bunch of the stuff from it. Um, it's, it's a pretty quick easy guide to encrypting your stuff to hiding a lot of your stuff it was not painful stuff to do i didn't have to stop using any sites that i like and of course it you know it's not going to do anything about facebook but it did do a lot to just kind of get me off of the grid a little bit in some significant ways right. so i need to find that i mean i think post-it. part of the problem is most people think i'm not doing anything wrong right therefore that i was don't my care thinking. right and that's that's fine if you're only thinking about it in this like criminal criminal like person you know like they're gonna come get you the fbi because you did something wrong i'm not doing anything wrong i don't have to worry about the nsa spying on me that's like one little piece of the puzzle the bigger much bigger piece is these private companies selling your data to other companies that you don't want using your data this makes me want to go take all of those facebook quizzes and like one day fill them all out as if i'm a 25 year old black woman the next day as if i'm like an 80 year old hispanic man and just try to completely mess with them what would be your episode favorite be episode fun. of friends if you were an 80 year old hispanic man? <laughs> I mean, that's friends what's friends or just be like He's... me and never fill them out because i'm always too busy and i think oh who has time for this right i mean because you know in some ways we always looked at them as these just innocuous like traffic drivers like that's why they were that's why buzzfeed does them right it just drives a tremendous amount of traffic Mm -hmm. we didn't think about the information they were gathering because like you don't think they can gather information from what your favorite 80s movie is but now they know you have like in order to have a favorite 80s movie you had to be a certain age in the 80s you have to be alive in the 80s yes and then they and and it's so much deeper than that because it's psychological it's not it's not all those silly pop quizzes it's all of this stuff and how they put it together like these psych ops people 
they're hiding all sorts of stuff in those weird quizzes. It's yeah. so not what you're thinking it is. I mean, the BuzzFeed ones probably are. The BuzzFeed ones are just goofy and big traffic drivers, and they're still collecting data on you. Mm-hmm. But what they're talking about this article is how they're taking those they're using Facebook for the psychological piece and they're combining it mm-hmm. with your entire consumer history that they're buying from the credit card companies with all your information from the banks about your mortgages and your credit report. I mean, that's what's so scary is what they're doing with all of it together. Yeah. And I don't even know how you start. Like, where's Elizabeth Warren? Like, I feel like this is this is She's so taking a Facebook quiz. Huge. And I don't know. I mean, the fact that they were I mean, I got to hope that both the other political side becomes just as savvy about doing this, because when they describe the ads they can run, knowing that someone is a gun owning, which I also don't understand because there's no registry for gun ownership in this country, which is part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, So they must just be seeing that you bought a gun with your credit card. Hmm. Right. And maybe you are a member of the NRA and maybe you bought ammo or it could be part of a quiz. They could or know it, it could from, be, from a quiz. Right, I love guns. I or the Second Amendment's important to me, or whatever. Yeah, or, or I you, love you hunting. Liked a group, or maybe you've is, been posting pictures of hunting, or or you liked a Facebook group right. that's pro Second Amendment. Like, right. they, we, or you have a local hunting club you're part of, yeah. or a shooting range you belong to, or you posted a picture of yourself at a shooting range. Whatever it is, they now compile all that, and then they hyper targeted pro Trump ads at you that were just showing like they weren't scary. They were like father and son hunting together mm-hmm. or uh, like they're just that For, but, is deep. but they based that on your psychological profile they would show yes. one kind of gun ad to people who are a little more introverted and a different kind to somebody who's more extroverted and more vocal about their support for right the then they Amendment. would say she's taking away your gun rights yeah. she's gonna come for your guns like yep. they knew exactly what they to do they knew how to target your fears not only is it brilliant but it was so much cheaper than TV yeah. right? oh they were criticizing they were Hillary for making not... fun of him not spending money on TV yeah he was right yeah. And we all know from the fake news story we did a couple weeks ago that like you tie that together and people believe everything they're seeing on Facebook, whether it's now an ad that has been psychologically perfectly targeted at them mm-hmm. or the fake news that's running above it or around it. There was a story. You can't do this on Facebook anymore. They've actually taken away the ability to target ads this closely. But I'm going to post this story just because it's a bit of levity in this very heavy sad episode um where this guy decided to target ads at his friend oh i remember, remember that, that was, it, was it a clown or a spider i, remember, I forget but he, he was, did it he did Deke it was able to to the person he like psychologically tortured his friend <laughs> for weeks with these ads it was and hilarious. for not a lot of money because he was so yeah. tired like you, you spend 20 bucks and if do you're it you're only targeting one person you <laughs> right. usually pay for these things you know by the you know who right. it's shown to so yeah brilliant you can't do that anymore which is sad so i i think first of all parents have to talk to your kids mm-hmm. but you have to set by example and i think the best thing you can do is call your congressperson i'm mm-hmm. not even kidding get on the phone and say this is unacceptable privacy is important We'll put some links to some of the privacy groups, especially mm-hmm. the ones that have strong up. But the only way this changes, the only way is through law. And it's so tough because we're doing it voluntarily. Right. Like, the, like right. there's an argument right. to be made, like, why are you changing the law? Just stop taking the quizzes. But it's not but that it's, easy. And it's right. It's more People than just the everything's sharing. And so there has to be law around what these private companies are allowed to do with your information without, it can't just be in their terms of service. Yeah. It has to be opt-in, mm-hmm. that these things have to be opt-in and not 
opt out. I don't even know where you can opt out. You can opt out of some of the Google ad tracking and like your Google profile. You can dig down to there, but it's super ineffective. And, the and they're still collecting like, all your data. The like, sad thing is I it. like the targeted ads. Right. Like I like ads better now that they're targeting things that I'm more likely to buy. I do buy things from those ads. So well, I, that's I don't why they know do what it. to do. I know. That's why those things keep following you from site to site as that's, you I like it. <laughs> I, know. I don't see irrelevant ads anymore. But that's different. It's so different than this whole profile. I mean, the fact that your insurance rates could be different than someone else's based on your Facebook history mm -hmm. and your Google history, and you will never know that. Or your credit score, or you could be denied a loan. Yeah. And you have no idea why. Um, all that stuff is is terrifying. And we talk about these things with our kids in terms of like applying to college or applying to first jobs. Like, be careful what you share on social media. Yeah, that's like the least of it. Hmm. Because what happens when they go get their first credit card? Mm -hmm. What happens when they get their first, try to get their first mortgage? Like, it's so much more than just some college is going to see that you were funneling in a bar. <laughs> like, you know, it's actually this person could see your entire life, you know, yeah. because they could buy it, not yeah. just what you're posting. So it's that's terrifying. And so something's got to happen. I don't know any other solution other than harassing your congress people to like that you care because if they don't think you care they're going to take the money from the groups right and keep letting them do it right so i don't know that's it we'll All find right. some groups so we'll post links to where you can do that yes and if there are no groups we're going to start one <laughs> <laughs> but i know there are there's all sorts of crazy privacy groups um all right we will be right back with our procrastinators bites of the week <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We are back with our Bites of the Week, and Amy's letting Andrea go first. I am. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I traded her for some privacy information. <laughs> Well, I mean, I am one of those last-minute shopper, procrastinator, oh, my gosh, I didn't get something. And so I'm like the queen of gift cards. I always, always, always say gift cards are best. We talked about this a little earlier when we talked about teacher gifts. But I think Amazon gift cards and Amazon Prime membership is a great last-minute gift idea that you can get somebody. Also because you can do it on the computer and you don't have to physically have it. Um, and, and anything like that. Netflix gift subscriptions. And my new thing is TaskRabbit. Do you guys use TaskRabbit? Oh, I love TaskRabbit. Every time I don't get something done, my husband sends me a link to it. So <laughs> I think I should start using it. And I think a lot of people look at it and go, oh, I don't want to pay somebody to do that. But how many people, if they had a TaskRabbit gift card, would have sent someone to go stand online to buy a Snapchat spectacle oh, for them? Right. Yeah. Or a handyman to come hang all the crap yeah. that hasn't been hung in your house or whatever yeah. it is. Or go exactly. pick up the shirts that I didn't Ooh, pick up I think up I'm going to do that for my mom. That is so good. My mom has so many like pictures hanging around her house because she just yeah. moved. And it's right. just they're never going to get done. Right, or even a cleaning person. You know, there's yeah. so many things you can do on TaskRabbit or help packing, but I like the ones where people stand online for you. I know, like, well, they'll know put together your IKEA furniture. Yeah, <laughs> there you <laughs> <Yes>. go. <laughs> All right, so definitely a TaskRabbit gift card, Netflix, Amazon, Audible. I think Audible mm. is a great gift oh, because that's one. not something somebody would buy themselves. So, uh, so I'm the queen of last minute. And then the other thing you can do, I think we talked about this once, is chat books. If you're getting something for, um, for mm -hmm. younger people who use Instagram a lot, chat books, where you can get a, a book made of all of your favorite or most popular Instagram 
yeah. pictures. Yeah, we, we talked about it on the on here, and then I wrote about it extensively on Tom's Guide. So I'll, ah, I'll link to that. Okay, article. so we'll yeah, link great. to that. That's a great gift idea. I like all those. That's it. Last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Amy. So um, there's a new entry to my last minuteness this year. Um, it's always nice to get a last minute gift for somebody that's not supposed to physically be there yet. So it doesn't look like you did it last minute. <laughs> right. So there are all of those monthly subscription boxes. I love those. There are the food boxes that we're so fond of, like plated and blue apron. Um, you can get gifts to those things. And it's not like, hey, this is last minute. You don't have it yet. It's like this is when your first box is arriving so that you don't look like a procrastinating procrastinating loser. Um, the second thing is uh, if you are in an area that has Prime Now and you need to get a physical gift in your hands for somebody, Prime Now it. You can have it in an hour or two. Like I did that for Fiona's birthday. We, right. you, you recommended a gift to me sitting here at this table and I ordered it when I got home and had it before Fiona got home from school. Wow. Go. Yeah. So I'm going to have a list on my site of some great last minute Amazon gifts. And if you don't have Prime now, but you do have a day, they have, you know, one day delivery for a lot of this stuff for not all that expensive. You can usually get one day delivery for like $8. That's not bad at all. No, it's not bad. Yeah. Love Amazon. All right, so I will tell you what I do when I'm really, like, last minute. I rely on, like, the good old, like, this has to be from, like, my parents. Obviously not for random people, like, pictures of my kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love you, but I don't want pictures of your but kids for I, I do the, like, printout at CVS. Mm-hmm. Like, I go into the CVS app. You can upload your pictures right there. They can make a photo book. Takes a few more days. But, like, you could print out five by seven and eight by ten get your either amazon one day some pretty frames so i like to buy the frames in bulk so i have them Mm -hmm. so like if you know the pictures are a thing you're going to give every year like buy a bunch of nice either like beautiful white frames or whatever they are five by seven frames keep in your closet you can go i like to get them printed out cvs i don't like to print pictures at home even on a photo printer Mm -hmm. i feel like they don't come out no it's nice when you go to the store and get them printed out nice but like no joke it's like 89 cents like go do that and then you buy a nice frame and you're done so pictures, I think, are always good. My big favorite gift, if you have someone who lives in a more metropolitan area or a larger town, is a museum subscription. Mm. Um, especially if they have little kids. Mm-hmm. Like, and because, you know, on a rainy day, like, you don't want to keep paying. Museums are really expensive right. unless you're in D.C. and go to the Smithsonian all the time, which is free. But um, here in New York, you know, basically you cover a family, a family membership to the museum also tax deductible um but like it's the same as if you went twice really how expensive going is as opposed to being a member and then you also you get discounts you get previews to shows you usually get you know free tickets to exhibits so if you know there's a great children's museum or anything like that or a symphony or something you can do that membership Mm -hmm. um the other gifts we've done, which are also charitable giving, but World Wildlife Federation, where your child can adopt an animal. Oh, And they like send the picture of, like, the penguins that you adopted and your polar bear. So you didn't really get, a, you know, your specific animal, but you make that donation, and then they give them all the history. And sometimes if you make a big enough donation, they send the plush toy. So then you also, again, have, like, this cute little picture, especially for, like, a one-year-old who's never going to know, <laughs> like, a, what a present is um because they really just like the box and the wrapping paper so you know scotch tape also a big hit with one-year-olds um (laughs) (laughs) my suggestions for one-year-olds just wrapping paper in it wrap a tissue box box. with scotch tape and let them go at it um but and then obviously 
if you have kids and you're making stuff for the grandparents, anything homemade. I think like that is way more meaningful. It's a great habit to get your kids in is making cards for people or buy a lot of plain white or plain brown paper wrapping paper and let your kids decorate the wrapping paper. Um, just not only is it more personalized and nice, but it gets them starting to understand that they're not just going to get, but they're going to give. Um, and it's not like you buying a gift, quote unquote, from your child, but like let them actually do and make something. Um, and then also, if you happen to be a very talented baker like Amy, <laughs> bake, man, <laughs> like, bake and make it pretty like when you give it well, or I buy a beautiful platter again at a local store and then like put all the cookies on that and, and they bring, get to keep the platter. yes and they get to keep the beautiful platter i think i got that idea from you when i was going to stay at somebody's house and they had just bought the house and i made them food and gave it to them in this in these really nice um like hammered copper bowls and mm -hmm. then the bowls were part of the gift um the thing is like i i googled trying to get ideas for last minute gifts and so many of the guides that come up are either what you were saying like baking or handmade stuff or crafty things and i'm like when I'm last minute, I barely have time to like look something up on Amazon. Right. So well, that's, it could be like that morning. Right. <laughs> like the, I love those ideas, but I don't think of them as last minute. Right. You know, like you need that's a because planning. you really bake. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm have not, to. I'm like, not sticking slice and bakes in the. <laughs> right. You're not you, place I, and bake. I keep the slice and bake to just eat from right, the package exactly. myself. Yeah, it's different. You know, um, my dad got us last year, and I loved it and I don't know if it was last minute or not but it was just printed out so I'm going to say it was um, an open table gift certificate Ooh, I didn't oh, realize that's they had a good gift idea. certificates yes and so as long as you make your reservation through open table then you can use it at the restaurant and so huh. then you can go to like a bazillion restaurant like it was I was so psyched Oh, that's um, a great idea. It's a really good one. So I think things like that, especially for parents, mm -hmm. like do that and offer to babysit. Yeah, I've done <laughs> so that So they for could people. have a night out. Like I always those regretted things. it. <laughs> right. But those things are really um, welcome. Because again, things that people don't splurge on. I think when you have a new baby or even a toddler, whatever you have, the thought of spending like $150 on a dinner is insane. Right. And another 200 on the babysitter. Right. Like you're never going to do that. So giving someone an open table gift certificate or a gift certificate to their favorite restaurant and then and saying and we're babysitting, yeah. like that's the winner gift. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. And last minute gifts for your kids. I mean, whatevs. Like... <laughs> Your kids shouldn't have like your, your kids will be fine. You know, every year, because I really, really am a procrastinator. And every year, like a week before Christmas, I'm madly ordering things on Amazon for the kids and, you know, trying to figure out what's going to get there on time. And this year, the other night at dinner, I looked at the kids. They're 12 and 15. And I was like, can we just give you guys cash this year? <laughs> and they were both like, Yeah. And I mean, I'm still going to get them some stuff to wrap because I love watching them open presents on Christmas. But like, I love this. Yeah. I feel like all of the pressure is off of me this year. So yeah. I actually, um, one of the things I like to do too is either just put money in their iTunes accounts, mm -hmm. like gift them iTunes money or Amazon. Mm -hmm. So if they have their own Amazon gift cards, like you said, they're loaded into the account already. It's like cash, mm -hmm. but it's kind of even better because they can't use cash. Now, do you need to get them their own Amazon account or can you like divide? Because I know that you, there are certain things that you can do in Amazon where you can divide it up between people within the same umbrella account. Right. Can you can have you, a family account. Can you like slip a gift code into a certain person's 
I don't know if you can do that. I know I don't. I need to research. Those. I don't know if you can do that. I think you can because like my husband, we're in a one family account, so we share one Prime account and everything. Right. And he definitely has his own account. Like, he ordered the wrong water bottle when I ordered him the right one. <laughs> but I couldn't return his water bottle because I couldn't get into his account, even uh, though he used our Prime. Uh-huh. So I bet you could set up an account for each of your kids okay. to have their own account. Um, within the family sharing? Within the family sharing. See, it's weird because my son, so my son said he was paying for Amazon Prime. That's his contribution to our family uh, pool of cell phones, Netflix, Amazon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he, he added me to his. And I'm part of his family, but for some reason I don't get the free shipping. Oh huh. no! Then you should. It's I not should, set up right? right. He needs to say you're. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, absolutely should. I mean, my that. husband. Yeah, he gets. Yeah, the prime. I need to check in on this because, like, we're still just all sharing my password. Right. That's what we do. That's yeah. what I do with my kids. Yeah. But my husband definitely has his own, so I have to figure. I'll find out how. Huh. Um, because I wanted them to have access to all the books. Right, right. So we definitely have a Kindle account that we share. So it is interesting. We'll go look at it. Um, but you can, when you put the gift cards in, they would know whose are whose. And when you pay on Amazon, you can select to use the gift card or the credit card. Okay. Like you can select what you want to use. So as long as they know whose is whose, mm-hmm. like by the number, I don't okay. think you can like name them, which you could. You should be able to load them on and then give them a name, like nice. Fiona's gift card and Jake's gift card. Jake's, don't touch. Right. <laughs> um, but as long as they're, they know the difference, they're both listed and you just select them. Like you, they just can't do one click ordering. Uh, <laughs> no we, one clicking. We had we had a problem with that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Actually, my son, I, I was like, Jake, did you buy a music book? And he said, Oh yeah, I meant to ask you first, but I pressed one click and the order just went through. And, and I was like, Well, it's called one click. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> right. And he said, I thought there would at least be some kind of like verification screen or or are so you, you need sure? to turn off one click ordering. <laughs> well, I have it for it Kindle. Like right. when I'm buying a Kindle book, I just want to buy it and yeah. be able to read it instantly. But it was so funny. Like That's it hilarious. says one click. How many <laughs> clicks did you think you were going to need to do? And he that was like, so funny. I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I mean, I just uh, what I hate about it now, why I really do want to separate out their accounts now that I'm thinking about it is that um, my recommended for you page, like when I first log into Amazon, is so annoying because my daughter has put so much <laughs> crap in. Like today, she was obviously looking at ugly Hanukkah sweaters. So when I logged into Amazon, I had like no joke, I had like 50, like ugly Hanukkah sweaters at the top and then she's obsessed with Korean makeup so like I had like a million like bunny lip balms and I'm like this is not recommended for me that's my beef with Netflix I wish that I could password just my profile because when my kids watch stuff on my profile no like the entire yeah they're set up but they they can just you know like if it's already on mine then they just keep watching and then I get all of their you know like everything is like Gilmore Girls and 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 pretty little liars that's what you should be watching hey (laughs) that's my my husband did set it up and no one pays attention either because his was the first profile so right, I'm mine's like, the first I'm like profile. you love Gilmore Girls and get over it <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you'll be fine your recommended shows are just fine um, we're making right. our producer laugh in the studio that makes me happy <laughs> I mean talk about no privacy like there is just no privacy to a marriage anymore or yeah, children. Not if you're sharing those kinds no, of accounts. No, and you nope. share everything. I think about that all the time. Like, I don't even know how we can buy gifts. You can't buy gifts for each other. You can't do anything anymore. <laughs> the mystery is gone. <laughs> uh, if you have an easy pass, you can see every time someone's going through a toll. Like, they really can't go anywhere without you knowing. <laughs> so, oy, oy, oy. All right. Well, on that note, those are our procrastination ideas. <laughs> They're basically all printing and, you know, things you can do easily. 
But, you know, whatever. That's that's life. Procrastination. Maybe procrastination has changed a bit because of uh, Amazon Prime. All right. Well, thanks for being here today thanks amy you're welcome andrea dropped out early she had to run to make another meeting in her busy busy life and um if you could check out everything we talked about today there was a lot on uh (laughs) facebook.com slash parenting bites where they will be gathering all the information about everything you like about parenting bites and And we will not be buying it oh my god um you can find us on parentingbites.com of course we also have links to everything we talked about and on itunes rate review subscribe it helps us immensely get found in that giant playground of iTunes and on play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. Have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Is it happy Kwanzaa? I don't even know. I don't know. Awesome Kwanzaa. Have an amazing Kwanzaa. Yes. Have an amazing everything. Um, happy holidays. We will be back live in the new year. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. 